Four-star receiver Draylon Miller just decommitted from Texas A&M. How concerned should Aggie fans be, and what's the big picture here? You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. We got the news that Draylon Miller decommits from Texas AM. This one. This one hurts. This one hurts. I mean, skill position players, big offensive defensive linemen, I I just feel like those are the players that land in those big-time recruits is a big deal. We've seen that with Evan Stewart and players of the sort, you know, land in those big-time recruits that are positions that are super important on the field. It's just a big deal. And losing a guy like Draylon Miller, a top 100 recruit, is a serious, serious issue. Uh, he was all the way up at 60 at one point in the recruiting class and different platforms wherever you look uh, and 24-7 sports. I'm sure he was higher some other places. This is a big loss for the Aggies. This is a big loss. Um, you know, there's there's no way to sugarcoat this. Losing a recruit like this is a problem. Looks like LSU is making a big push. I had to predict. I mean, w- w- are the Aggies out of it? I don't think. Not you can't say they're out of it, but I, I'm just a believer. If, if a kid decommits, I don't like their their chances of recommitting. I just you don't see that a ton. So I I lean toward this guy landing at LSU. Um, he's going to be a good player for Brian Kelly and company if he does. But in, in segment two today, we're going to run through the recruiting class and, and kind of remind everybody why. Hey, we're going to be all right. We're going to be okay. But this is a big loss. Once again, there is there are still talented receivers in this recruiting class, talented players, but this is a big loss, which we'll talk about um, that really. We'll talk about the recruiting class now and where do we stand in the position, where do we stand as a whole in segment two. But should Texas A&M fans be concerned with this? I saw a great uh, comment on Twitter. Someone saying something along the lines of basically like, Draylon Miller didn't decommit because of two close losses to ranked opponents. You know, I I don't think fans should look at it like that. Fans shouldn't look at it like, oh, man, kids are decommitting because we're not producing anything on the field. That's not the way I look at it. I don't think that's that's the way Aggie fans should look at it. I think that Aggie fans should look at it. Sometimes schools make a push. I think that's what's happened with LSU. Everything I've read, everything I've heard, I've talked to my recruiting people. Everything I've heard, it sounds like LSU's just making a run at this kid. And that stuff's going to happen. You know, that's going to happen. You're going to land a recruit. Like, I told, you know, uh, currently committed wide receiver Cam Coleman. I, I've talked about it a ton. It looked like he was kind of heading in Auburn's direction. And then uh, Texas a makes a push. Bam, he's naggy. That is kind of you know what I think we've seen with with Draylon Miller. And now obviously the difference with Cam Coleman, he wasn't committed elsewhere. 
Jalen Miller was, but the, the principle still stands. Sometimes these schools will make a run of the kid and get him, and I think that's what we might see happen with Jalen Miller. Talking more big picture, big picture is where Aggie fans can be concerned if you want to. You know, if you want to be concerned, we'll run through the big picture, and then that's fair. I talked about a lot in the offseason how this is a make-or-break year for Coach Fisher on the recruiting trail. Now, I think he's always going to recruit well, but I've talked about it. If I'm a Cam Coleman or a Daylon Evans or a Draylon Miller, you know, if I'm one of these recruits, I just – recruits like to win. Football players like to win, you know. And if I'm a top-ranked recruit, I can I can pick where I want to play. I can I can take a pin and put it down on the map of the United States and say and, and I can go play wherever it lands. So these players can go play at Georgia. These players can go play at Alabama, can go play at Ohio State, can go play at Clemson, I guess if we're still calling that, you know, Clemson, I want to look at Clemson that way. But point being, I look at this and I just go could this be like foreshadowing of what happens if Coach Fisher doesn't start to, to produce to produce? As much as people like, you know, as, as much as much as Texas A&M fans, you can't argue that Coach Fisher has not done less with more than a lot of other coaches. A lot of other coaches. I mean, we talked about it. You know, Coach Fisher is currently sitting four and three with the top five roster talent-wise in college football. This, this is frustrating. So, the big picture to me is simple as this: I think that you've got to find a way to salvage this season, as I talked about on yesterday's episode of Locked On Aggies, with some wins. You've got to find a way to win some of these football games. You've got to find a way to. Beat Ole Miss. Hey, beat it, it, you want a way to potentially get Draylon Miller back with you? Go beat LSU at their place. You know, those are the different ways that you can potentially get. You can keep recruits, not lose recruits. Is just win football games. Like I said, recruits want to win. Kids want to win. These these young football players want to compete for national championships. I like to think Texas A&M is a place they can do that. But yet, time and time again, Coach Fisher's proven that he's, like I said, he's done less with more. And so that is kind of like my big picture take. But, I mean, to look at it more is like, I I think that's why you've got to find a way to salvage this year. Could Could there be more fallout if you don't salvage this season? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think that that that's a legitimate thing that could happen. If you can't salvage this season, if you do lose to both LSU and Ole Miss, and then you know you beat South Carolina, Mississippi State, and Abilene Christian, finish the year seven and five. This roster shouldn't be seven and five. You know, and, and listen, I'm I'm gonna sit here, I'll stick up for Coach Fisher as much as possible. I, I will, you know, I'm not gonna be the first person to say, oh, let's get rid of, you know, I'm not gonna do that, but at some point. People need to say, hey, this roster is too good to be going seven and five. And it is. That's not even, you know, that, that's not a 
that's not even a conversation. That's not even a second thought. That's it's a fact. This roster is too talented to go seven and five. And that's why I don't want recruits to look at that fact and go, huh, I'm just going to go to LSU. I'm going to go to Alabama. I'm going to go to Georgia. I want to go compete for a national championship every year. And I think that, I think 2024, I said this is your make or break year, but, and it could be, it could be if they lose those two football games, like I said, if you lose to LSU and Ole Miss, we could see signing day come around and a couple kids decommit. You lose a couple recruits. We could see that. That's why another reason I think these football games are are, are important in, in, a, in a more significant way than just winning on the football field. Um, but 2024, so the, like I said, I think that, fallout you could see it this year if you don't find a way to salvage and win some of these football games but i'll tell you this in 2024 if you have another bad year you're never going to get recruits at at the level you are now i think and now listen i think in 2024 you have a bad year i I do think coach fisher's time is done in texas a&m um to where you would lose recruits anyway but once again, 2024, we've talked about the schedule. We've talked about the talent. We've talked about how developed it'll be. We've discussed all that here on Locked on Aggies. And if you don't compete for a national championship with that in 2024, I, I, I don't know how you're planning to get recruits. I just I just don't. So I think that's the bigger picture of Draylon Miller decommitting from Texas A&M. This one stinks. This one hurts. You hate it. He's a really talented football player that wherever he ends up, whether it's LSU, he's going to have a big role early on into his career. Talented wide receiver, really good football player, would have been a great player at Texas A&M. Hate losing him. Um, So should Texas A&M fans be concerned? As of this moment, this moment y'all are watching this, this moment I'm recording this, I would say no. But I do think that the concern can get to threat level midnight. That's the office joke for those of you everydayers. I haven't made an office joke yet on the show, but I love the office. Um, threat level midnight could happen eventually down the road if the Aggies don't find a way to win a couple of these big-time football games down the stretch. So that's the big picture. That's my thoughts there. Definitely concerned. We're going to talk about the recruiting class, where we still stand at the wide receiver position coming up in segment two. We'll do that right here at Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our amazing friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best place to go wager on all of your prop bets. They give you over underlines, and it is so much fun. And it's not just like, points in basketball or yards in football or goals in hockey or you know or hits in baseball it's everything in football it could be uh, uh cd lamb completions it could be uh tank dell touchdowns over 0.5 it could be christian mccaffrey over touchdowns it could be in uh, baseball 0.5 home runs one and a half total bases in hockey it could be shots on goal or assists in basketball it could be assists or rebounds there's so many different lines you can bet the over-under on. I love prize picks. I use it all the time when I'm watching sports. It is a ton of fun to use. you got to go check it out. I highly recommend it. It just makes sports a lot more fun to watch. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash college for a first deposit match up to $100. 
So run through this recruiting class a little bit. It still sits number five. I hadn't seen where it was before Draylon Miller decommitted. I'm pretty sure it was three. So I do think it dropped you a couple spots. Uh, it was three at one point. So it was either it was either three or four dropped down to five. So we either dropped one spot or two spots on 24-7. That's what I always use. Um, so first getting into the class, talking about the receiver still committed. Now, we are not going to sugarcoat losing Draylon Miller. This is a huge, huge insane massive mondo loss really good football player that is going to be an absolute star wherever he goes feel like it's lsu wherever he goes he's going to be a star you still do have cam coleman committed cameron coleman six foot three 180 pound wide receiver from uh central phoenix city alabama great football player he's ranked as the number eight player in the 2024 class by 24 7 sports He's the number three wide receiver, and he's the number one player in the state of Alabama, which is a state where there is a lot of talent, not Texas-level talent, but a lot of talent. So you still got that guy around. You still got Cam Coleman. And then in the wide receiver room, you still have Ernest Campbell, who's taken a bit of a bump in the recruiting rankings. He's got his um, – he's all the way up to in the composite rankings. So – you know, the way the way rankings, recruiting rankings work is you have some players that are ranked high, some players that are or some players that like 24-7 sports has Ernest Campbell. He's the speedster, the the speed demon, the really quick receiver. 24-7 sports has him as a three-star, but in other recruiting platforms have him ranked higher to where he's a four-star recruit on the composite rankings, which compiles all of the different recruiting services rankings. So Ernest Campbell's taking a jump in the rankings. That's good to see. He's up to a four-star in composite. And so, yeah, you still got Ernest Campbell. You still got Jalen Hornsby, the kid from New Jersey, six foot two, 195 pounds, committed over the summer. Uh, good player. He chose the Aggies over uh, over Penn State. It was a, it was a you know, big get, talented player, big receiver. Uh, he's listed as a three-star in the composite rankings. So, um, and he was ranked higher. He's taken a bit of a fall, but Good football player. Uh, you know, you, we've seen the, t- the tape on him. I'm not concerned on that. And then you've got uh, DeBron Gatling also committed, uh, another three-star in the composite rankings, six-foot, 180-pound receiver from Alfreda, Georgia. Another player that can come in. Now, here's the deal. Is a guy like that going to come in and play immediately? No, that's not the type of guy that I think you're going to see come in and play the minute he walks onto campus. Those three guys, Ernest Campbell, um, Ernest Campbell, Jalen Hornsby, and DeBarn Gatling, they're not players that you're going to see walk onto campus and just, boom, they're they're playing immediately. Now, I think I said that about York, and look what we're saying from him. So you never know. These guys could just have a big, uh, a big heading into the season and be good to go and play some good football. You can't put that past them. They these are guys that could have a big role. Um, so I'm not gonna sit here, you know, and act like act like they're never gonna play. But I do think that Cam Coleman, though, on the other hand, is a guy who's gonna come in and the second, the minute he walks onto campus, that guy is going to play a massive role for Texas AM. I mean, the tape on him, it's just too good. He is too good. This is a wide receiver. This is an NFL player. I mean, Cam Coleman is be playing on Sundays. He's like he, he reminds me a lot of Evan Stewart, just in the way that 
this kid's going to be playing in the NFL sooner than later. So, um, yeah, the receiver position is one in this recruiting class I still feel good about. I still, like I say, Cam Coleman is going to be a guy that's going to play a really big role for the Aggies the minute he walks on campus. I'm sold on him, not concerned about him. Um, so now you got to do a good job holding on to him because if you were to lose Cam Coleman, somehow that is when this receiver class starts to get a little thin and we get a little concerned. So yeah, you you do have to have to make sure that you hold on to Cam Coleman, or then we might be a little concerned about the wide receiver, but we'll, you know, that's we're not gonna worry about it because it ain't gonna happen. Um the other Big time recruits in this class. You got Terry Bussey, the corner, incredible player. He can play both sides of the football. Talented, talented, talented guy. Uh, another guy that's going to come in and compete for playing time the minute he steps on campus. Which, with the uh, issues we've seen in the secondary this season, you got to feel good that he's going to be on campus soon. Um, then you got Dominic McKinley, who's worked his way um, all the way up. He's at a three star now. Uh, 31st player in the recruiting class, six foot five and a half, 280 pound defensive lineman from Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, once another good player, going to play a big role. Dalen Evans is a guy who I think could, he's been committed for a very long time, six foot four. He's been committed since before I took over the show. Six foot four and a half, 260 pound defensive lineman, ranked as the number 42 player in the recruiting class. I think that you could see him. That would be the guy, if I had to predict a guy who's not a four-star currently in the recruiting class, work their way up to a four-star ranking, I would go with Dalen Evans. He's just a really good football player. I've talked to my recruiting guy on him a lot. Uh, there's a lot of people really high on this kid. So, yeah, I think he's going to play a big role for the Aggies. Then you get into some of these talented offensive linemen. you got Blake Ivey, top 100 recruit offensive tackle, six foot three and a half, 280 pounds. Cohen Eccles. He's worked his way up the recruiting rankings. He's all the way up to a buck 96 in the uh, recruiting class rankings. See, this is where Cohen Eccles is the type of player that I really like, and I'll tell you why. It's because tw- I, I just I like 24-7 sports rankings. You know, that's just my preference. Everybody has their own, and 24-7 sports has him ranked the highest. In, in their recruit rankings – they have him ranked as a four-star, the 196th best player in the 2024 class, but he's ranked as 284, for, uh, still a four-star, but he's ranked 284 in the composite rankings, which what that tells me is he's ranked higher in 24-7 sports rankings, which I love to see because, like I said, they're the ones I use, they're the ones I like. That's just my preference. Um, then you got Asindre Afua, the big kid. This guy's just a beast, six foot four, 310 pounds from Seattle, Washington. Going to be an Utter monster. Another talented offensive lineman, Weston Davis, talented offensive lineman. Ashton Funk, he's dropped in the rankings some. I've heard from some people that's because he just doesn't go to all these different camps and stuff like that. Ashton Funk is a really good offensive lineman, and I think he should be ranked higher than he is. Then you got your linebackers. You got Tristan Jernigan, high on Jernigan. He's another guy who kind of dropped in the rankings a little bit, but I don't care because he's he's really good. You got Jordan Lockhart. You got Ty Anthony Smith. Talented class of linebackers. Quarterbacks, you still got Anthony Maddox. You got Miles O'Neill. Two guys that could come in. You got Maddox, kind of the dual threat. O'Neill, the big, tall pocket passer. Both guys that are going to come in and compete for, for 
playing time at Texas A&M at some point in their career. Um, so yeah, this recruiting class, Eric Carner, the tight end. I I feel really good about this recruiting class, and then Gabriel Relaford is the last guy. Um, oh, and then your safeties too, Jordan Pride and Miles Davis. Don't forget your safeties because there are some talented safeties in this class for the Aggies. Um, yeah, this is just this is still a really good recruiting class. Losing Draylon Miller hurts. Don't you know? We can sit here and, and talk about how great the class still is because it is still great. But at the end of the day, losing Draylon Miller is a big deal and it hurts a ton. So it, that's nothing to be excited about as a Texas A&M fan. But this recruiting class is still in a good spot, and I still think it's going to finish top five when it's all said and done. We're going to talk about something we haven't talked about in a long time here on Locked on Aggies, and that's basketball because there should be a lot of optimism in College Station about this upcoming season. We'll talk about that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Jace Medical. Jace Medical is one of the most interesting products, new products that I've ever seen. They It was it created during the pandemic. They offer two services, the Jace Case and Jace Daily. The Jace Case is a case that comes with five antibiotics that can help you in a pinch, help you when you're sick, help you with some different infections. It is a big time thing that can help you. I'm getting ready to go on a fishing trip with my grandparents. We're heading down to Oak Island, North Carolina, and hopefully get on some big old bull reds. And, you know, I was sent, Jace Medical sent a, a Jace case. I'm going to take it with me because you never know when you could need it. You never know what situation you might be in that you need a little bit of help or that you could be sick or you need an emergency. Jace Daily is another great product of theirs that gives you a supply of your everyday medicines so that if you ever run out, your supply is low, whatever the situation is, you have the medicines you need ready to go. This is just an all-around great company that helps people stay safe, stay healthy, stay alive. So yeah, Jace, Jace Medical is a, great, is a great company, great product. You have got to go check it out. I promise you won't regret it. Go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. We're going to talk a little bit about this basketball team, which, like I said, we haven't done in a while, but we're getting closer to basketball season. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk more about basketball. When we get into basketball season and we get rock and rolling with that. So, you know, we're just so heavy into football right now. We'll get into more basketball here in a few weeks. We'll do some post-game shows at times, different things like that. But uh, bat, the AP poll came out for college hoops, and the Aggies were number 15. The SEC preseason polls came out, and the Aggies were projected to finish second behind the Tennessee Volunteers. And then Wade Taylor was is the projected player of the year in the SEC. The point, the reason this Texas A&M team, I've had some people kind of kind of talk to me and say, hey, Andrew, we're going to have you on the show uh, when basketball season gets closer, talk about Texas A&M, um, which is exciting. And, I, you know, the veteran leadership is what has folks so excited about this Texas A&M basketball team. You got almost all your starters back. You got the projected SEC player of the year. You got talent in the front court. You got talent in the backcourt. You got some young guys. You got some transfers. You have a mix of everything. I always talk to you about having a mix of young talent, transfer talent, and veteran leadership is a big deal. The Aggies have every bit of that. 
this is going to be a really good basketball team that could win the SEC, could win the SEC, could make a run in the NCAA tournament. No doubt in my mind about that. Looking at the schedule, the season opens on November 6th against Texas A&M Commerce. And then you, then the schedule gets a little bit more interesting. Then you play Ohio State. Then you play SMU. Then you play Oral Roberts, who's a team that has been good over these last few years. I know they lost uh, Max Ibis, but still a good basketball team. You play Penn State. You play Virginia. This is a no-joke non-conference schedule. DePaul, Memphis, Houston, before you get into SEC play. This is a no-joke schedule. It really is. So you, you look at this schedule. That kind of had always been the knock on Texas A&M had been, you know, hey, they've been playing well in, in, in SEC play, but they just don't have the schedule. They don't have the the quad one, the kin palm. They don't have all that stuff they need to really be a team that, you know, and that's why I think the Aggies were slept on last year and were absolutely snubbed the year before. This is what I'm talking about. This is why having that non-conference schedule right there is a big deal. You win a handful of those games, you beat Ohio State, and you beat Penn State and Virginia, and then let's say you drop to Houston, but you beat Memphis. You go 4-1 and one or 3-2 or and two in these big-time games. That is going to help you in seeding. It's going to help you in all this. It's a, Having this talented non-conference schedule is absolutely massive. Also, the you know how much better flat out the SEC has gotten. You play a ranked Kentucky team. You play a ranked Arkansas team. Uh, in January, then in February, you play a ranked Tennessee team, a ranked Alabama team, ranked Tennessee again, ranked Arkansas again, and then in March, you um, you don't play in a ranked teams in March before you start the SEC tournament and stuff. But point is, it's a loaded schedule full of, of games that are going to be quad one, quad two, great opportunities for Texas A&M to get a high seed. This is going to be a real fun season in College Station watching some Aggie basketball. I can't wait to see how this team pans out. And like I said, we'll talk more about the basketball team throughout the season when we get closer there, but we got to you know finish out the, out the, the football season. We'll talk more about basketball when we get there, do some different bonus shows and stuff like that on basketball. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you so much for tuning in every single day. I really appreciate it. Hope you all have a great rest of your day today. Hope you had fun hearing about some hoops. I know it wasn't fun hearing about Draylon Miller, so I hope some of the positives surrounding this basketball team lifted some spirits. Have a great rest of your day today, and we will see you tomorrow.